Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. It's a great day outside today. The sun is shining, birds are singing, flowers are out. I tell you, it's just beautiful. God's good to us, better than we deserve. We get all of this and heaven too. I hope you're having a great day today. Maybe you're at work, maybe you have the day off, maybe you're at home, maybe you're watching uh, children, maybe you're by yourself, hopefully not, but maybe you're in a hospital room. Wherever you are, I'm praying today God will speak to your heart in a very personal and very powerful, very obvious, unmistakable kind of a way. And by the way, he can do just that. How does he do it? Through the Word of God. That's why it's so important that we take time every day to get in our Bible, and uh, not just to own a Bible, but to open the Bible, not just to have it next to us, but to have it in our hands, opened on our lap, reading it, uh, perusing it, studying to show ourselves approved unto God. How does God speak? He speaks through His Word. He speaks through the pages of the Bible. We've been in the study of James. We just began a couple of broadcasts ago in this great uh, book of the Bible, this epistle of James, the general epistle of James, it's called. And we've discussed chapter 1, verse 1, down through verse 4. We discussed chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 in the initial broadcast, and then the next two or three verses in the following broadcast. So we talked about James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is writing to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. This letter is not written to a specific person nor a specific church, but in general to these Jewish converts scattered in what we call the diaspora. James is the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. The uh, Catholic false doctrine that Mary was a perpetual virgin is disproven just by owning and reading a Bible, and we know that Mary and Joseph did have other children, and Jesus had half-siblings. And he's writing, he says in verse 2, "...count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations." And he's saying, understanding that we uh, have a God in heaven who directs our steps and who's leading and guiding us, that we ought to face trouble and trial different than a lost individual does. Why? Because we understand this, the trying of your faith worketh patience. Patience is produced from faith, and faith tried is what produces patience. And so we understand that God is not putting us through the trial to take us down, but to temper us, to train us, to help us, to strengthen us, to conform us, and to grow us in grace. So we understand that. We count it all joy. We don't count the trial joy, but we count it joy to know that God's in control. Verse 4, well, let patience have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That means that you might not lack anything spiritually. Perfect, that means mature. Uh, you'll be matured and tempered spiritually, that you'll be provided for spiritually, that you'll be um, uh, completed spiritually, if you will, by going through these things. Patience will produce this. Faith will produce this. Understanding God is in control will help produce this. And I said this in a previous broadcast, God is is not simply interested in building a church or building a class or building a bus route, and I'm for all that, and I'll preach about doing all that, but God's primary purpose and goal is to build a believer, to build a Christian, to grow you, and God wants to strengthen us, I believe. We see that played out in the book of Job. 
I believe we see that lived out uh, in the life of David. I believe we can see that in Paul's life. All of these different individuals throughout the Bible underwent trials of affliction. We see it in Daniel and Jeremiah and others. And I believe God is tempering the man. God is molding the man. God is conforming the man. God is perfecting, if you will, maturing the individual. Verse number five is our new verse for today. The Bible said, if any of you lack wisdom, now, we shouldn't have to go around the room asking each individual, do you think you like wisdom? I think we can just go ahead and vote. There's a consensus. Yes, all of us could use more of that. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. If you lack wisdom, it doesn't say if you lack wisdom, go to the internet. It doesn't say if you lack wisdom, check out a blog. It doesn't say if you lack wisdom, buy a book. It doesn't say if you lack wisdom, gossip with your neighbor. It doesn't say if you lack wisdom, get a magazine off the rack or watch Oprah. It says if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. All right, so let's look at this verse. The Bible said, if any of you lack wisdom. That word lack is the same word as the word wanting in the previous verse. And uh, what we're saying is, it's that you're uh, falling behind. If you uh, have a shortage, if you have a little bit of a, a, a need of wisdom, if you lack wisdom, ask of God. Now, you might have wisdom, but you might not have wisdom adequate for the situation that you're in at the moment. Uh, I would like to think I have a little wisdom, but there's a lot of things in life I've yet to experience and situations I've yet to wade through, and I'll need wisdom for those that maybe I don't yet possess. So where do I get that? that wisdom from? Well, I get it right here. It says from God. I ask of God. I pull wisdom out of the well of God. I pull wisdom out of the well of the word of God. If any man lack wisdom, <clears throat> let him be ask of God. It may well be uh, that uh, which it was lacking in verse 4 uh, is the same thing that we read about right here, that maybe he's emphasizing this need for wisdom. And so there's a link. Trials in the Christian life help us develop wisdom. There's some things, and I tell Bible college students this all the time, there's some things you cannot get out of a textbook. You only get it from experience. You won't learn it behind a desk. You'll learn it by living life. We used to call it baptism by fire. You know, you actually go through it, not just reading about it, not just studying it, not just writing a report on it, but when you weather it on your own and when you wade through it in reality, whenever you cross over whatever that is in person, I mean, in the flesh, there'll be some things that you'll get from that that you won't get from just a book. All right, so we have to ask for wisdom. You might have wisdom in some areas, but not in all areas, and all of us can get more wisdom. In fact, that's the chief thing. The principal thing is get wisdom. That's what the Old Testament teaches us. So the writer's instructing us here, and he says we need to seek our wisdom from God. So the prayer that we pray is the vehicle for receiving wisdom. How do we get wisdom? We ask of God. What is asking God? That is prayer. John Rice gave us that simple definition of prayer. He said, prayer is asking. Such prayer is faith in action. When you pray to God, basically it proves that you do have faith in God. If you didn't have any faith in God, you wouldn't spend time in prayer. By the way, when we do not pray, it's a probably a good uh, evidence of faithlessness or a lack of faith or a little faith. If I believe God has wisdom and I want wisdom and I pray, that means I have faith in God. I have faith that he has it and I have faith he can deliver it to me. So faith is proven by prayer. And prayer is the avenue to get wisdom. Wisdom is needed because trials will come in the Christian life. You could probably sit there right now and say, Brother Cooper, I can say amen to that. My family's been through it. I've been through it. Maybe I'm in it right now. And I tell you, we needed wisdom or I need wisdom. And we couldn't find it in counselors. We couldn't find it uh, on 
uh, social media. We couldn't find it on some network a per- program special. We couldn't get it out of a book we bought at a bookstore. We had to go to God, and God provided that wisdom. Or I'm in it right now, and I'm seeking the face of God. I need wisdom. He says you need to ask of God. He Ask of God. Go to God. And he said he'll give it liberally. That means he'll give it without reservation. He'll give it in abundance. He won't withhold any good thing from us. He wants to bless us. He wants to help us. He wants to grow us. That's why he might have put you in the trial in the first place is so that you'd call upon his name and fall to your knees and understand that you don't know it all and you might need a little bit of God help in your life. And so God will give liberally. He does not upbraid us. What's that word mean? That word means he won't deny us. He won't berate us. He won't castigate us. He won't revile us. He won't mock us for asking. He'll be pleased, just like a father with his child. When the child is stubborn and tries to do something on his own, the father said, I know you can't do that on your own. There's no way. I have a little boy. And he does that often. He takes after his mother. Uh, but he does that often. He'll, he'll work at something and try at something. And I'll tell him, Lincoln, you can't get that done. You don't know how to do it. Your hands aren't big enough. Maybe you're not strong enough. You don't understand it. You've never seen it done before. And yet he'll try and he'll try and he'll try and he'll try and he'll try. But the problem is he doesn't have wisdom. He doesn't know the way to get that particular task done. So then he'll come to me and ask me for help. I don't look at him and say, nope, not going to help you. I'm not looking at him and make fun of him. I'm happy. I'm pleased by his need of me. When he comes to me in his time of need and says, I I need your advice. I need your wisdom. Show me, Daddy, how to do this. I, I don't upbraid him. I undertake to help him. And that's what the Bible says. When we come to God seeking wisdom, he grants it without reservation. He doesn't rebuke us for asking for wisdom. He gives us this promise in the Word of God that there is wisdom for whatever we need. There is wisdom for whatever we face. There is wisdom for whatever we must weather. There is wisdom for whatever temptation, whatever trial, whatever trouble comes into our life. The only need is our need of asking God via prayer, faith in action, for that wisdom. You're listening to me today and you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. You don't know how to handle whatever it is. Can I say, have you asked God yet? The Bible tells us if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival. 